ladies and gentlemen, the Alex Afandi Show, the acquisition entrepreneur. Good to have you with me. You might be wondering why I chose such a deep rap song for my podcast. It's called Changes by Tupac Shakur. And the reason why is because ever since I started learning the, the game of finance and the game of business back in college, and I started getting very leery of banks and financial institutions, which, as you probably by now know, I was right to be leery about them. The one thing I haven't, che- I haven't seen change is uh, their greed and their ability to sell you on something that is actually not good for you. And so the topic of today's episode is why you should not refinance your home at all costs or investment property. I know a lot of my audience here are young people in their 20s. You probably haven't had the chance to buy your home. But if you inherited something, if you live in a small town or you actually did buy your home, uh, definitely a terrible idea to refinance it. Why do I say that? So let's let's... Take a look at this subjectively first. So as I've said before, my most hated breed of people are business brokers. I've talked about that before. Even though I've brokered deals, but I promise you I'm a better broker than most. And I know a few good brokers that are in my firm, brokers that are in my firm that are incredible. But generally speaking, they'll take you to hell and back, and it's not going to be a pleasant experience. My second most hated breed of people are loan officers. Why? I'm gonna tell I'm gonna tell you this straight up, you guys, because they don't give a shit about you. Flat out, all they want is their one and a half percent on the loan and their fees and whatever. And rarely do you hear from them again unless they want something from you. So if you happen to get a mailer or a phone call from a company and you thought to yourself, oh great, hey honey, we could refinance the home and drop our payment by $300. Imagine what we can do with that. You know, we can buy, we can buy that Ford truck we've always wanted. I mean, surely on a month over month basis, that is actually how it's going to work. But... If you look at it from a continuum standpoint and from a long-term standpoint, you're paying so much more for that loan, for that house, than you should have, right? So case in point, imagine if you bought a house, cash, and that house was worth, say, say $300,000, okay? $300,000 and all you need to pay, assume you live in Texas and your property taxes on that house are $600 a month. Insurance, some repairs, assume assume the thing costs you about $800 a month, right? $800 times 12 times 12 months times 30 years, it would cost you a total of $288,000 for the 30-year term that you hold the house for, okay, assuming you keep it for three, 30 years. By the way, 
Buying and selling homes is about the most expensive thing you can do. Why? Because of closing costs. When you come in, you pay closing costs. When you get out, you pay closing costs. So sometimes you buy it at 300, you sell it at 350, you think you made your money. You think you made, oh hey, I made $50,000. That's great. Off the appreciation. But that 350, on the front end, you pay about $5,000 to close it. On the back end, when you sell it, you actually pay 6 to 7%. So 7% off of 350 is, I should do this mentally, but. I have a calculator in my hand. You pay $24,000. Okay. And you paid tax into the house. So you really effectively lost money practically over a period of three to four years. Okay. So unless you're willing to, unless you're willing and able to hold on to the house for 10 plus years and it actually went up, and it makes no sense to buy and sell. Uh, unless you got it at a good deal and it's actually bought to be flipped. Going back to the topic of refinancing, okay? So assume you bought that house cash, $300,000, your property taxes on it, six hundred, dollars insurance in addition to uh, some repairs, it's going to cost you $288,000 in 30 years. Now let's take this on a finance calculator, or I should say a mortgage calculator. What you'll find out is, assume you buy it for $300,000 and you paid a down payment of say 20%, which isn't that easy to come by. 20% is $60,000 and you keep the house for 30 years, you finance it for 30 years and your interest is 4.5, okay? Now, over the next 30 years, what you're going to pay in interest is $200,000, okay? So now you got $200,000 in interest. It's actually one ninety-seven, but let's just say $200,000 plus your taxes of 288 taxes and insurance and some repairs. So your cost of ownership, fees alone, we, we're not talking about principal yet because you've, you've paid that down, right? Assuming the price stays steady, didn't go up a dime, you're in this house that you bought for $300,000, you are in it $300,000 plus $488,000 in taxes and fees, okay? So cost of ownership over the next 30 years is going to be 788. Divide that by 30 years. Gives you 26 a year. You divide that by 12. Cost of ownership is about 2188. Not terrible. Okay. Not terrible considering that, you know, average home, say in the state of Texas to rent is about $2,200. So not too bad, okay, considering they're actually going to come out positive on the other end 30 years from now. Now, let's say five years into it, you decide, you know what, we could refinance to, to lower the payment. What happens, though, is you actually extend the term, okay? And that is about 
the worst thing you can do because if you look at it from a lump sum standpoint, you're going to pay a lot more on the long end, right? Every situation is different, but let's just take the same example that we talked about, which assume today your house is worth, oh gosh, uh, 350 okay? So five years into it, it's worth 350 and you can finance, refinance 80% of it so you can cash out some money. Right, so what is 80% of 350? That's $280,000. So let's put that in the calculator. $280,000. Obviously, there's no down payment because you're refinancing a house that you already own. Now, at the end of the extended 30 years, I must stress this very much at the end of the extended 30 years, because you've already paid into it five years, right? So the five years that you've paid into it, you pay 2200 a month towards the house times 60 months. That's $132,000. I'm going to write that down. $132,000, okay? Now... Because of the extension, you're going to pay an additional, get this, you guys, an additional $230,000, $230,000, I'm writing this down, in interest alone. This is really important stuff, you guys. So you might feel richer today. You might have the delusion that you're richer today. Because your payment's lower, and you've already paid into the house, some, right? It's gone up, so you feel good about yourself. But in actuality, it actually works against you. So now, 230 in interest, right? You got... The same $288,000, $288,000 because your tax is going to be $600 a month plus insurance plus some repairs over the next 30 years, $288,000, okay? Plus the principal that you got to pay back, which is $280,000. Jesus, this number is going up a lot. Okay. So I'm going to open a calculator, and the refinance is going to cost you the following. So the 132 you've already paid down, right? That's gone. That's out of your bank account. That's called a cash outlay. People might think, you know what? I paid into the house. You're right. You did, but that money left your account every month. So 132 plus the 230 in interest over the next 30 years because of the refinance plus $288,000 in fees and taxes okay plus the principal which you have to pay down anyway okay so it's going to be a total of $930,000 Okay, the previous number, if you recall, was 
thousand dollars so you pay an extra an extra did I say extra an extra hundred and forty two thousand dollars okay now divide that by the initial purchase cost of the house you're essentially paying 47 percent more on what you've purchased because you wanted to lower the payment by a couple of hundred dollars okay I personally feel very comfortable bashing on loan officers because all they do is fuck people over okay that is their sole purpose in life okay they get to the first house great but to refinance absolutely not I forbid you from doing that if you have extreme circumstances you know God forbid you got a medical bill or or you have another investment that you know is going to be an absolute home run that could make you a millionaire. Obviously, every situation is different, but if you're if you're like the vast majority of us, you're just hey, why not drop it by two hundred dollars a month? You're gonna pay dearly for that, and also you got to consider your age, right? I mean. If you own a home, I'm, I'm guessing you're in your early 30s to mid-30s. Some people in California can't even get homes in their 50s, right? Um, and so in New York and Boston and these expensive zip codes. So, you know, and this is just a small house, you guys. If you actually live in one of these states where your house is worth a million dollars and you're refinancing, you're just shooting yourself. I don't want to say in the foot. You're shooting yourself in the head. Okay, and your family and your future and this and that and and you want to retire. You do want to retire. You know, even though I'm personally not going to retire, but you get me. Uh, if you want to go walk on the beaches or go to Bali or go to Florida, I mean, it, it, refinancing is going to delay your ability to do that by by five years or ten years or whatever the case might be. So, I hope this was financially helpful to you guys. Uh, if you have any questions about your specific situation, please give me a call. I'm sorry, give, send me an email, alex at alexafondi.com. Take care.